Hey guys, welcome back to The Women You Don't Learn About. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and let me tell you a little bit about what we do here. In this podcast, I tell the stories of amazing women you might not know or learn about. Today, I have Joan Clark, who decoded the German Enigma code during World War II and a lot of other stuff, which is really cool. Joan Clark was born June 24, 1917, in West Norwood, London, England. Her parents were Dorothy Nay Fulford and the Rev. William Kemp Lothar Clark, who was a clergyman. Man, that's a long name. She was the youngest child, and she had three brothers and one sister. She went to Dulwich High School for Girls and, in 1936, won a scholarship to Newnham College, Cambridge. She gained a double first degree in mathematics and was a wrangler. She was denied a full degree because Cambridge only gave them to men until 1948. Her mathematical abilities were first discovered by Gordon Welchman in an undergrad geometry class at Cambridge. He was one of the top four mathematicians to be recruited to supervise decoding operations at Bletchley Park in 1939. He recruited her to join him and be part of the Government Code and Cipher School, GCCS. The GCCS started in 1939 to try and break the German Enigma Code. The German Enigma Code was a machine that the Germans, obviously, invented to encrypt their messages. Joan first arrived at Bletchley Park on June 17, 1940. She's put in a group of women referred to as the girls originally. So at the time, cryptology was not a women's job in England because, well, I mean, that does make a lot of sense because, you know, it's the 1940s and the world is unfair. Joan worked in a section called Hut 8. She was the only female practitioner of Banbarismas. Banbarismas is a cryptanalytic process developed by Alan Turing. It reduced the need for bombs, which are British electromechanical devices used to decipher German messages during World War II. Her first promotion was to linguist grade. It was designed to earn her extra money, and she had the job even though she didn't speak another language, which is really funny because, you know, it's linguist, just language. In 1941, trawlers were captured with their cipher equipment and codes. Previously, 282,000 tons of shipping a month from March to June of 1941 were sunk by wolf packs. Joan and her team were able to reduce it to 62,000 tons by November. Hugh Alexander, the Hut 8 head from 1943 to 1944, described her as one of the best Banbirists in the section. Joan became the deputy head of Hut 8 in 1944. She was prevented from progressing because she was a woman. She was also paid less than the men. Does this sound familiar, guys? Oh, yes, it's my entire podcast in a few sentences. Joan became very good friends with Alan Turing, you know, the one who invented Banbarismas. Alan arranged their shifts so that they could work t- with each other. Ooh, he proposed to Joan in 1941. Ooh, Introduced her to his family, ooh la la, and then privately admitted to her that he was gay. So yeah. She'd already suspected it, so she was really not phased, and they broke up mid-1941. After World War II, Joan worked for the Government Communications Headquarters, GCHQ. There, she met Lieutenant Colonel John Kenneth Ronald Murray. Okay, why is everyone's name so long? They got married on July 26, 1952, in Chichester Cathedral. John retired from GCHQ shortly after their marriage due to ill health. They moved to Crail and Fifi and lived at Prior's Court, 
14 or Pryor's Croft, sorry, 14 Nethergate. They returned to the GCHQ in 1962, and Joan retired in 1977 at the age of 60. Joan moved to Headington, Oxfordshire after her husband's death in 1986. She continued her research in coinage. She had assisted Sir Harry Hinsley in the 1980s with the appendix to Volume 3, Part 2 of the British Intelligence in World War II. She also assisted historians in studying wartime code-breaking at Bletchley Park. After meeting her husband, she developed an interest in numismatic history. She established sequence of the complex series of gold unicorns and heavy groat coins in circulation of Scotland during the reigns of James III and James IV. In 1986, her work was recognized by the British Numismatic Society. She was awarded the Sanford Saltus Gold Medal. <gasps> Yay, I didn't say Stanford this time. She died on September 4th, 1996 in Headington, England. She sure did break a lot of barriers and codes. LOL. I know. I'm the best joke teller ever. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with everyone you know. If you like this podcast, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Email me at womenpodcast21 at gmail.com. You can also send me a voice message. The link will be in the episode description. Guys, we are halfway through season two. I'm so excited. After 15 more episodes and probably a month long wait, season three will be rolling around the corner. So keep your eyes peeled after, you know, the 15 more episodes and month long wait. See you next time. Bye, guys.